always look at something like that and say, okay, why is this being offered? Is this good for me? Or is it valuable for them? Is it a fair trade? Meaning, am I paying what's reasonable for the protection I want? Or is it an unreasonable cost or maybe an unreasonable expense that I don't even have to take on? Welcome to Getting Money Right, a show dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through education and inspiration so you can be free to pursue your true life's purpose. We're your hosts, Leo Sabo and David Thompson. And on today's episode, David, we're talking about product warranties. It yes. seems like everywhere you go today, someone is trying to sell you or upsell you on warranty. So let's talk about, is that a need? Is this something that people should be buying? Is it a waste of money? Is it when do we spend it? All of that. Let's get into it. Yeah. Well, you know, you go buy a new TV, $700, and for 80 bucks, you can extend your warranty by two years. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting is there's a warranty built into the product. That's right. Uh, it's actually called an expressed warranty. Like when you buy a product, there's an expressed belief that it should work. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't break down next week when you buy something. That's right. Uh, so you're buying an extended warranty for two years, or you could buy a five year extended warranty for $140, which is about 20% of the actual cost of the product. Mm-hmm. And so that's on a TV, uh, on iPhones, you can buy Apple Care and extended warranties, right? And so you can get $149 just to cover accidental damage. Or for $249, you can include theft and mm. loss of a phone. Uh, you look at um, buying something on Amazon, a table of some kind. You spend 120 bucks on the table, but then you spend another 18 to 20 bucks just on the warranty, or at least they will offer you. They'll offer you that protection plan. Yeah. And so it's just important to be uh, aware you're you're going to get hit with this somewhere between 10 to 20% surcharge question, and they're going to try to make it as easy as possible to click on it, If especially if it's an online purchase, or if there's a salesman there in person, they're always going to be pushing this thing. So that's what we're talking about today. Uh, and I think the most important thing to realize is that built into this is about a 50% profit margin for the store or the company that's selling the warranty. Yeah. I think this is the telling part and why I I wanted to talk about this today is because when something like this happens, it's always playing on something like our emotions or our fears. So I always look at something like that and say, okay, why is this being offered? Is this good for me? Or is it valuable for them? Is it a fair trade? Meaning, am I paying what's reasonable for the protection I want? Or is it an unreasonable cost or maybe an unreasonable expense that I don't even have to take on? And whenever I see it offered like everywhere, I think, okay, there's got to be some serious money built into this, a serious profit, I should say, because otherwise they wouldn't offer it, right? I mean, insurance, we've talked about it before many times. And it's always based on what risk is the insurance company taking yep. by offering you the insurance. They work out those details. So when I go to the store and buy, whether it's a tool or whatever it is online, and everyone is offering me the option to pay an extra 2 3 4% of the price in order to get that protection, I kind of think something's going on here and I should pay attention. Yeah. Well, so let's put that 50% number into context. So the extended warranty is a product. Uh, it's an insurance type product, but it's a product. And and most products that are sold, uh, a good margin is about 10 to 15%. Mm-hmm. 
that's a that's a good margin on most products. Yeah, if we think about investing, what we hope yeah. to get 10, 15% is pretty good. We right. would we would invest knowing that if that's a guaranteed return, that's a pretty good return. Right. And and when you go to the grocery store, um, you know, the grocery store's profit margin is like 2 to 3%. Hmm. Um, if you buy insurance from an insurance company, property and casualty for your house or your car, their profit margin is about two to 4%. This is a product that has a 50% profit margin. Uh, most businesses, the whole business, think of like giant businesses, maybe a 10% profit margin for the whole business is considered healthy. 20% would be considered high. Uh, most products, if you get to 20 or 30%, it's considered high. This is at 50%. It's a massive profit margin. And so that means that the other 50% or even less based on the administrative costs, but 50% is going towards the actual cost of the insurance to replace your product. So you're already basically overpaying just by buying it. So let's look at, at, at first off, that component, you've already overpaid just by buying the product. Then what I think is really interesting, and and it's not on all products, but there's also hidden costs that are often associated with, okay, you go to use the warranty and there's a deductible you have to pay. Yep. And this is what you see with iPhones and Apple Care. Uh, Let's say that you drop your phone or it gets cracked or something like that. $29 deductible. Mm-hmm. Let's say that there's a defect with the phone. It's a hundred dollar deductible. Uh, let's say that you have your phone stolen or it's lost in some way. One hundred and forty nine dollar deductible. So you pay. Let's say. Let's go through a scenario where your 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 phone is stolen. You pay two forty nine up front. Then you pay another one fifty on the back end as a deductible. You've paid four hundred dollars for the coverage of an eight hundred dollar phone. So you basically have paid half of the cost of the phone. And I actually, what kind of frustrates me is that I think, okay, if they have a $29 fee for, let's say, replacing the screen or a $50 fee for some other item or $149 for some other item, then I think, well, that's probably the cost of what it costs them to replace it. So they're actually not providing me with anything. It's not costing them anything. The, the, The cost is always on me. I'm just buying the option in case I was clumsy or had made a mistake or, you know, thing does go bad right. that I have this option to not pay the full price for the whole thing. But again, I don't think the, in fact, I, I had this suspicion that most of the time when this is offered to us, the actual cost of replacing that item, we pay it through the deductible. Yeah, So absolutely. they're making money upon money. And that's not always the case, but I think a majority of the time it's an unnecessary purchase. Yeah. Well, and the reason you know that is typically true. And again, these are general scenarios. There's always unique one-offs, but generally the cost to repair a single issue is about the same cost as the deductible or the cost of the insurance that you're paying for in the first place uh, or the warranty. It's not really insurance. It's an extended warranty, but but if you're paying a hundred bucks for that extended warranty, well, it usually costs a hundred dollars to go get it repaired mm-hmm. at at a if it's a computer at a computer repair shop. If it's you know a cracked screen and you're paying already up front a hundred dollars for the coverage and then another twenty nine dollars to actually repair it, that's a hundred and thirty dollars. Well, hundred and thirty dollars, you can go to any screen repair place and typically have it replaced for less than one hundred and thirty nine dollars. Yeah. So the fact that you're pay, you're prepaying for an accident that may never come. Exactly. Now, if you are 
super prone to accidents and you are <laughs> highly forgetful. Uh, that's going to cost you a lot of money in your general life. So yeah. you might want to start to work on that. But if you are the kind of person that leaves your phone all over the place and drops it five times a day and eventually it's going to crack and break, it, it can make sense for you to have this covered. There, there are, are those saying, few. There are the there few. There are those few that you need this. I, I have a daughter that's like this. And if she doesn't have it, within literally two or three weeks of buying a phone, she cracks a screen. So for her, we actually built that into our yeah, plan. Yeah, build it into the cost, um, right? Because it just ended up costing more money if she didn't do it. Yeah. So. so here's the thing. We are not across the board saying you should never, ever buy any kind of extended warranty. You have to look at your, your personal situation. But what we wanted to warn you about was the fact that almost right off the bat, you're overpaying uh, because it's a 50% profit margin. On top of that, usually the cost of a repair is about the same amount that you're paying for the coverage, which means that you're basically prepaying for an assumed accident that's going to happen. Um, so here's how I handle it. Personally, uh, we have built into our budget an amount of cash that we set aside every month. And and I say cash, it used to be cash into an envelope. Mm -hmm. Now it is, uh, you know, cash into a bank account. So we actually, it's not physical cash, but yep. it is money. <laughs> so we pre-set aside money every month um, that includes the cost of buying a new phone every two to three years, plus some extra margin for when a phone gets broken or something happens to it. And so we set that aside every month. So first off, we put it in our budget. So just like Leo said, put, put this in your budget, hands down, you know, spend on purpose. Then two, uh, Ashley and I always buy the phone case protector. Now, this is specific to phones. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to TVs, when it comes to laptops, um, there isn't anything extra special that we typically purchase. But, but in the phone scenario, we will buy a phone case and the protector. And then this is what is another interesting additional potential benefit. This is what Ashley and I do. Uh, you don't have to do it this way, but we do have a credit card that offers extended warranty protection. It adds an extra year to the current expressed warranty that's on every product. And uh, if we pay for our cell phone every month using that card, we pay for the normal cell phone bill, then they will actually cover up to $600 if it ever gets lost or stolen hmm. with, let's see, I believe it is a $25 deductible. Wow. So it's even cheaper. <laughs> it's cheaper than Apple Care. So, you know, you still have to go through the forms and fill everything out if something happens, but it is a backup way to handle uh, a, an unexpected loss. And adding in that extended warranty um, on those other products, the thing for Ashley and I is, you know, we put the, the cash in the budget for these products we take pretty good care of our stuff. We don't put our stuff at, at risk very often. We do put the cases on our phones. We make sure that our TV isn't in the middle of the action of our house where it's going to get knocked over or broken. Um, now, obviously, if you have kids, accidents happen. But, but we take good care of our stuff. And so the odds of us using a warranty are very slim. Um, I, I think that we keep our warranties on our TVs. We keep our warranties on, we have a coffee maker that we got, you know, there are a few things that we keep set aside, but overall, um, just realize most of the time it's an impulse purchase based on fear that somebody's trying to pressure you into buying when you haven't thought about it and don't just default to yes. If anything, I'd say default to no 
And then if you really are investing and researching a product, spend some time thinking about it in advance before you make that decision. Yeah, I agree with that, David. I think the other thing to consider, and this is something we're always trying to communicate to you guys, which is what is the value that you're paying for? So for instance, I like tools. I spend quite a bit of money on tools. That's just kind of my hobby because I'm into a lot of different things that require tools. And over time, I've realized that when I'm cheap on buying a tool, when I go for the cheap tool, it usually breaks down way before it should. If I use it and it breaks down at the wrong time, I have to go ahead and spend the additional money to buy a better product next time. So again, value is if I would have bought the better product to begin with, and it's a lifetime type of tool, then hey, yes, I spend more money, but then I know I have the quality and I know that that value is going to be spread over many, many years rather than I bought this tool, I only used it three times and I've just spent $60. And I know that the difference between the tool could be $60 or $260. So it's a significant difference. And most of the time, all of us are like, man, do I really want to spend that much? No, I'm just going to get it. Hopefully it'll be good enough. But that's when the warranty might make sense. Right. But most of the time, what I've under, when I see is they only offer warranty up until the time when the thing will break. And usually right after your warranty expires is when you get that, when the item breaks. So here's my point. When you think about the warranty, is the additional money for the warranty to buy a cheaper item, right? Less valuable, less you know, quality item. Is that a better way? And will it provide you enough protection? Or is it better to just save and go ahead and buy the better product and then you have the warranty that's for a longer period of time and you don't have to buy the additional warranty because you're buying a, a part that's been proven through many, many years that it's going to last. So again, I use the example as tools because that's to me is probably the best one to, to share because most of the time when you get a tool, certain tool manufacturers offer an extended you know, three years, four years, five years. Why? Because their products are built to stand that long. They wouldn't right, offer three right. or five years if it broke down in two years because they would lose money on every product. So always look at how much warranty am I actually getting from the manufacturer. I bought something the other day and it had a three-year warranty. And the guy in the store, as he's bringing out the box, he's like, did the other guy tell you about our warranty? And I'm like, yep, he did. <laughs> and he said, you know, he says, he says, I, I know this one has a three-year warranty, but our warranty gives you an additional one year and you could just bring it in. So he's trying to make it sound like, like you'd be an idiot not to take this. And I'm thinking it's a three-year warranty on a tool that there are thousands of reviews out there and people default. It's either this one or the a better one, which is not necessarily better. It's just twice as expensive. So I went for the lesser expensive model, but actually the quality of many of the reviews showed it to be a better product. So the point is, I looked at that and said, gosh, if it breaks down in three years after all these people have used it and said, I would go for this one, then the company is not, you know, it's defaulting on their product, which is not going to happen in my opinion. This is a long, long uh, company has been around forever. So my point is I could have fallen into the trap of here's another $80 on top of what I'm already buying yep. for something that I probably would never use. And that's actually been the case. Whenever I bought a warranty, I've never actually used it. Right. That's what I, that's <laughs> what I run it. into. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys think about this. How often have you bought a warranty and used it? If it's happened once, but you buy warranty for everything, you're probably spending more money than you should. Like David said, put the money aside, have the money available if the product should break or if you should have an accident or lose it or something like that. There are other ways to avoid this additional charge that frankly is just not a good deal for us.
Yeah, I love that, Leo. I, I think that's a great reminder to check the reviews on products that you're buying. Absolutely. Nowadays, there's so many reviews online and you you have to weed through them because some are clearly fake and some are, you know, the most crazy one-off scenario and you don't want to make a judgment based on that. So be wise, but absolutely review mm -hmm. the reviews. Uh, well, I hope that's helpful. We absolutely recommend that you save before you spend, uh, that you spend on purpose. So you've got right. that money set aside, that you buy the phone case protector, that you have, uh, if you are, if you have a credit card and it has good benefits, make sure to use that when you make this kind of purchase. You know, I forgot about that. Mine yeah. has the same thing. And again, I've never used it. Yeah, <laughs> but, I never used it. But right. exactly. But it is there and we always forget about that. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things, just like Leo said, I cannot remember the last time I've ever activated a warranty. So let that let that sink in. Take a moment to think of the last three times that you've used a warranty of any kind. Yeah, not just once, because if it happened once, that's probably still when you do the math, it's probably still you're not you're not right. winning. <laughs> but if you if you've used a warranty, you know, five times in the last five years maybe these products make sense for you. But if you can't think of a single time in your lifetime or you can't think of three times in your lifetime, then you should not be buying these products. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. Well, we hope that you enjoyed this episode and we hope that you're enjoying this series of shorter episodes as Leo and I continue to build out the Getting Money Right course. Uh, we've got work on the website being done, building out uh, the actual teaching modules, the video series, the scripts that are being written for each course. We're spending a lot of time investing into the Getting Money Right course for the future, hoping that it will be a huge blessing to you personally and that you'll be able to share it with others. So I hope you've enjoyed this series of episodes. Keep uh, going and sharing on social media or texting a friend an episode that you've enjoyed that you think would be helpful for their particular situation. That's the best way to help us is to just take one moment hit the share button, copy the link, and send it to a friend. If it's an episode that you think would benefit somebody, somebody's mm -hmm. buying a house, we have episodes on home buying. Somebody's right. buying a car, we have car buying episodes. Somebody's worried about investing for the future, send them this stuff on investing. Well, we hope that you're enjoying this episode and this series, and we look forward to having you join us next time so that together we, we can, can keep, keep getting, getting money, money right. Most of the time, it's an impulse purchase based on fear that somebody's trying to pressure you into buying when you haven't thought about it. And don't just default to yes. If anything, I'd say default to no. And then if you really are investing and in researching a product, spend some time thinking about it in advance before you make that decision.